Welcome to the Selfish Badass Podcast, the show that teaches female leaders how to create a life that lights her soul on fire. I'm your host, certified success coach, Krista Resnick. I'm a sought after speaker, teacher, leadership expert, and mom to three sons. I'm the founder of the Selfish Badass Movement, which empowers women across the globe to stop settling and embrace who they truly are. If you're a female leader who is ready to live a life on purpose and create success on your terms, then this show is for you. I'm so thrilled you're here because it's time for you to give yourself permission to show up unapologetically. It's time for you to step into and own your leadership. And it's time for you to create success in a way that feels good to you. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. So glad you're hanging out with me today. I hope each and every one of you had an incredible and magical holiday season. I don't know about you, but I love the gifts that this season brings. You know, of course, this season is all about gifts, but I think for myself personally, the greatest gift of this time of year is the gift of going within. It just seems like in the winter, Things slow down a little bit. Things get a little quieter. Things get a little calmer. Things get a little cozier around my part of the world where I live. You know, it gets very, very cold here. And everybody goes indoors. And I think that is sort of a depiction of this personal growth space in that winter is such a great comparison. I don't know that that's the word I'm looking for, but it just is super reflective of going within and doing the soul digging, the deep reflection, the inner work, the healing that needs to be done in order to really show up in life the way that we want to show up, to show up standing in our power, to show up confident, to show up clear and convicted. So I just love that gift where The word solitude really comes to mind. Just everything quieting down. There's just a softness. There's a spaciousness that just feels delicious, quite truly. And so I'd love to hear from you listeners. What are you doing in this current season to grow, to reflect on the past year and all of the learnings, you know, 2020 was a pretty uncertain year. Can we agree? (laughs) Pretty uncertain. And yet what I know to be true is that we can move ahead in 2021 and we can create a clear and strategic plan that is flexible to life's uncertainties and really can support us in our ability to thrive. This past year, I have really fallen in love with the quote by Brene Brown, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And I think Brene uses that quote in a lot of corporate type settings in terms of communicating with peers and colleagues, just being clear with them and direct with them. But I've really leaned into that quote and asked myself, where am I not clear with what I want in my life? 
where am I choosing to just stay fuzzy and foggy so that I can play it safe and not really have to give voice to my goals? Because maybe I'm a little afraid. Maybe I'm just a little too comfortable. Maybe I'm just scared to lean into the risk. Where am I not clear with what I really desire? Where am I not being clear with my needs, my wants? Where am I not being clear in my communication and delivering what's important to me and standing my ground for what my life was built for, was given to me for? So my friends, I want to invite you to my clear and kind planning party. That's right. Because when you have a clear and specific vision in mind, that's when you thrive. You cannot go through the next year without a clear vision. It's like getting into a car, packing up for a road trip across the country, and typing I don't know into the GPS. To me, that is a form of suffering, not being clear. Because you never know every day when you get up where you should be putting your focus, where you should be putting your attention, where you should be putting your energy, where you should be putting your time, where you should be putting your financial resources. It's almost a form of cruelty to yourself. And I don't think that you were made to just survive. I believe that you were made to thrive. I think we're all made to thrive. And so I want to personally invite you January 7th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time to my clear and kind vision planning party. This workshop is for you if you don't have clarity around your 2020 vision. Or maybe you do have clarity around your 2021 vision and you just want to go deeper. Maybe you just want to have the support and accountability when it comes to your goals. This workshop is for you if you want a clear step-by-step action plan when it comes to tackling your vision and your goals. And this workshop is for you if you are ready to thrive and not just survive in 2021. So I can't wait to see you at the Clear and Kind planning party. The link for that will be in the show notes. And next up on the agenda, today's guest. Oh, my friends. (laughs) You are in for a rock star treat. Today, my guest is personal friend, coach, and mentor, Tracy Litt. Tracy is a spiritual advisor and mindset teacher to women entrepreneurs and leaders. She is a powerhouse of fun. She exudes unconditional love and light. She gets straight to the point, all while remaining loving and playful and empathetic and supportive. It's why she's my coach. (laughs) Tracy teaches female leaders and entrepreneurs to rise in all aspects of themselves. And her work is guided by the core principle that we are the root cause of everything that we experience. And because of that, we are only one choice away from altering our life and results. So lean in, buckle up, and get ready for one wild ride. Here's my guest, Tracy Litt. Welcome to the pod. I am like super, like there's not even words. To share you with my people today is extraordinary. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am beaming looking at your face and totally honored to be here with you. Like we're already going to have the best time. If there was a green room (laughs) recording, you guys, like, please would have put you over the edge. We already had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to label this. (laughs) 
podcast, not explicit, but maybe like sick and wrong. I don't know. Yes, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Unapo- this is what it looks like to be unapologetically who you are, ladies. Take it as inspiration. Take it as inspiration. Yes, yes. and thank you actually, and on a serious note, you and I have had the privilege and the honor of working together for three years. So I stumbled upon this strange woman that was shaking her ass on Facebook <laughs> three years ago. And of course, back then, being totally disconnected from my judgment, I thought, what in the hell is this woman doing? Why would you do that? Why would you shake your ass on Facebook? And then I started to get intrigued and I started to get curious and I started to listen to some of what you were sharing. And it started to just resonate deeply with me. And long story short, there we were on a discovery call and I was signing myself up to work with you. Yes. Later, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, Shake Your Ass Friday um, had two intentions when I started it. Uh, And for those of you that want to know what Shake Your Ass Friday is, you can go to the Lit Factor business page and there's a whole slew of them there. Um, And it's me basically dancing on Facebook. And I started it for two reasons. Number one, I needed to sprinkle some levity into this world because there is way too much seriousness going on and way too much intensity. And I need the whole world to just collectively calm down. So it was that. And secondarily, it was a huge awakener to show people where their judgment was, right? Mm -hmm. Because if here I am dancing and you're judging me, it's like, whoa, 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 lady. (laughs) If you cannot just stop and get up and move your body, right? Where else is that judgment blocking you from using your voice and showing up and making your offers or pitching yourself for the promotion or, 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 um, and it's truly been one of the best, most fun things I've done in my business to date. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was the heart, was, was the first shake your ass Friday hard for you? Not like, really. what am I doing? What am Not I doing? Really. You know, the first Facebook live I ever did was hard for me and I did it with sunglasses on. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I was like, oh my God, if they can't see my eyes, then I must not be here online. Um, And no, the first shake your ass, it was so, it was just liberating. It was like, I'm having a good time and I'm going to turn my camera on and we're all going to have a good time. And I, you know, my mission was so certain, like let's lighten up and get out of judgment that I, you know, when you connect to that kind of mission and, and you understand why you're motivated to do something, it helps you exponentially execute and do the thing. Yes. And that is so much or what you just said, what we're going to talk about this topic around believing big, when you are connected to that, why, when you are deeply convicted of your vision, Mm -hmm. there's no alternative. No, no. You are either committed to your dreams or you're committed to your bullshit and there is no gray. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, okay, let's hold that thought for a second. Cause where I do want to go for just a minute, you, you really are the walking permission slip to show up as your unapologetic self. And so that always leads me to want to start with the question of, was it always that way for you? Or maybe the better question, what I really want to know is who were you as a little girl, were you that girl that always could just walk into a room and feel that permission to be a true authentic self? Hmm. Yes and no. Yes and no. So yes, when I was my, uh, my version of me when I was a little girl was loud and boisterous and mommy, watch me, mommy, watch me, mommy, watch me. I was a middle child, right? Quintessentially just bypassed. My older sister was super important. My baby sister was super focused on. And there I was the middle one. So I was vying for attention constantly. Um, always so fun loving, always so happy and always so willing to put on a song and dance, right? Um, what I realized the and no part is I was compensating a lot, right? So as, as, as pure and angelic and light and fun as I was, I was also questioning my enoughness. I was also, well, if, if, I'm, if I'm extra funny, then they'll like me, right? If I'm the class clown, then they'll pay attention to me. 
Um, and it started to become obvious only in the work that we do as I look back to realize, wait a second, it wasn't all just pure, you know, fun and boisterousness. There was a lot of, please, somebody validate me. Please, somebody show me that I am enough uh, just as I am. Yeah. Yeah. But you weren't conscious of that at the time. It's only you no. said through this work that you've been oh, doing. Yeah, absolutely. Years. Absolutely. Absolutely. You were not conscious of that. You can't even start to become conscious of that until we're much older, you know, um, and the willingness to want to discover it, which is part of the work that I do now, um, you know, but to, to be able to look back at her and I have this picture I always look at, she sits next to me, you know, and, and it's a picture of me jumped out of my stroller, you know, like three and a half years old and I'm just running down the street. Um, I just love her so much. And I feel so grateful for everything that um, my inner child work has taught me. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of the journey and it all serves us for our expansion and our growth if we choose to see it. That's correct. If you choose to see it. Yeah. You can listen to this podcast and you can just stay asleep. Mm -hmm. Or you can listen to this podcast and you can wake up and continuously rise and level up and iterate and grow and heal and expand, which is really my biggest hope for anyone who's listening to this. Um, because everything that you were raised under is wrong <laughs> and it's truly our responsibility to evolve and to heal our wounds and to learn and to um, iterate so that we're changing our lives and the lives of every generation after us. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about what your wake up moment was. Was there just one? Oh, was no, it a culmination? So many, so many. Well, the big, the truest, biggest, biggest wake up moment I had was um, when I thought I had done it all right. And, you know, I did everything that we're supposed to do. And uh, I thought I found the love of my life. I was building the house of my dreams. I was pregnant with my baby girl. And then I found myself an unemployed single mother with an eight month old baby. Mm -hmm. Wow. I can just like take that in. Like, unemployed, single mom. My daughter's only eight months old. Mm. I was living the dream like 10 months ago. <laughs> and here I am. And it was such a moment of, and it was a dark night of me crying snot bubble fetal position on the floor. How mm. the fuck, what happened? Whose life is this? Yeah. Whose life is this? And it was actually in that moment where I had my first, um, true, true silent moment. The kind of moment where I was so quiet that I got so honest with myself. You know, now, you know, I, I talk about it in the honesty behind the honesty. And I was finally willing in that moment on the floor to go, hold on. How did you get here? Oh, you ignored every red flag. Mm. You, you tolerated things that you should have never been available for. Um, you were trying so hard to make it look a certain way that you were squeezing a round peg into a square hole and it was never going to work and you knew it. And what was underneath all of that was my own, my own wounds of my unworthiness, mm. my ability to tolerate a relationship and the type of person that it just absolutely not, <laughs> just absolutely not. Um, and in that moment, that's when I went, okay, now it's time to get up. It's time to no longer be a victim of circumstance and you are going to choose your way out of this into a whole different life. And that is literally what I did. And I ended up climbing the corporate ladder to VP of human resource status. And then I had another silent moment where my, the woman in my vision, my future self came back again. She was like, this is good, but it's not your potential. What are you going to really do? Mm. and plucked me out of that corporate world into what I do now. Wow. Wow. So this, well, first of all, it, something that you taught, you mentioned that I, I just, I love talking about is this whole concept of tolerating mm. that, that, that can be a tough energy because we can 
as women, well, really as humans, it's not just limited to women, but you know, that's- it's ex- But it's, it's, it is humans. However, it's exponentially more women because, right, that's how we were raised to, um, you know, just be all things to all people. Don't make a fuss. Don't let them see you cry. Make sure you look good. Don't, um, don't, yeah, don't upset anybody. Don't ask for too much. Make sure that, you know, you're all things to all people. And I'm not, I mean, I don't want that on my tombstone, do you? Oh, that's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, like, oh, she, she, she just, she hid and she compromised and she settled. And, and, and as a result, you know, everybody else won and she lost. Good. That's the kind of shit that like keeps me up and makes me deeply, deeply sad. Yeah. And we do, we tolerate and, and we allow so many things that we would never allow for our daughters or for our best friends. Um, and that's where the journey of your worth comes in and then the journey of your healing and recognizing that the way your great grandma did it is not the way you're supposed to be doing it. Amen. So for those listening that might think, oh shit. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> right. First of all, great. That's amazing. Ah, we celebrate yeah. that here in this space. Oh yeah. But what advice might you have for that woman listening that goes, yeah, I'm massively sitting in justification and toleration. Start by loving yourself enough to be honest. Get out a piece of paper. Don't type it and start writing all the things that you're tolerating that you want to be done with. Go into your own honesty behind your honesty and leverage the discontent and leverage the dissatisfaction into a level of healthy anger because anger is a notch above powerlessness and allow it to drive you out of it. But you have to be clear first, right? You can't change what you don't notice, Mm -hmm. right? Because, and if you don't leverage a moment of inspiration, it doesn't become a breakthrough. It just becomes a momentary hit of like, oh my God, that would be so great. Yep. Right. Yep. Which like that shit drives me crazy. Yeah. And it happens right? all the time. Of course. Of course. You have that momentary, like you see a graphic or a meme on something, or you read the first half of a book and you're like ready to change, do your thing, start the business, scale the business, get the promotion, leave the marriage, whatever. Yep. And then you don't show up for yourself fast enough and you just fall back in line. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I've been having this conversation with myself and with clients and students all the time. And by the way, side note, I did a podcast series on tolerations. So I will link back to those episodes. So for those of you listening can have something to kind of refer to, but I've been, I've been talking to myself and clients and students a lot about so much of this work, like you just mentioned is slowing down slowing down and examining like, like you would, uh, what was that? Um, what's that thing called that we used in biology class in seventh grade that like oh, the magnifying glass. Yeah. And microscopes. And oh, all yeah, of that, the microscope. you know? mm-hmm. yeah. Just taking your life and just, you know, putting it under a magnifying glass and examining. Okay. Like you said, all of those beautiful questions, yeah. where am I not honoring my worth? What's blocking me from really showing up for myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's stopping me from really saying yes to myself? Mm-hmm. What's stopping me from, and this would be a great segue, from believing bigger? Mm-hmm. So let's move into that conversation around what this is really about today is how do we believe big? Why, why are we so hesitant, afraid as women to believe big? Let's start there. What's holding us back? Most commonly in what I have observed, so this is not just like my ideas, this is, this is data back from thousands of women across the globe that I have had the honor of serving. You've never been asked what you want before, so the sheer unfamiliarity of dreaming bigger than your current reality just sets you into a tailspin, and you don't even know how to start to form even speaking your dreams, right? To to, to dream big enough. Um, You actually don't believe you're worth it, which is connected to not believing that success is for you and not believing that you're enough and thinking that big, badass, epic dreams are for other people and not you. 
yeah. right? Um, you're actually afraid to be happy. This is the most common thing. And it, when I when it first started to show up consistently, I was like, no, no way, right? And then as I kept observing it, there is um, a true, and this is actually interesting because this is where the terribly disempowering construct, the other shoe's gonna drop comes from. Um, this fear of being happy, of allowing yourself to be happy, this feeling of, well, wait a second, if I have this big dream and then I move towards it and then I get it, I need to be on high alert because the shoe is going to drop and something terrible is going to happen because happiness gets taken away from me, which then tells us something happened in your childhood that gave you that origin belief in the first place. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that same example, but through the lens of failure is if I put out this big, gorgeous, bodacious, badass dream, and then it doesn't actualize, then I failed. And then I will be judged and then I will be shamed because also your construct on failure sucks and you need a new one. Yeah. Right. So it's really kind of all of those reasons. And that all links back to you need to believe it in order to achieve it as cheese tastic as that saying is, you've got to believe it to achieve it. You really actually do because you can uh, do affirmations and meditations and drink kale juice and do yoga and do all the things you want to do. But if your belief system isn't completely in alignment and supportive of what you say you want, it will be the brick wall prohibiting it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yes. I had a client not too terribly long ago that literally the words out of her mouth were, I've tried everything. I have bought the gold embellished planners. I've bought every workshop. I've bought every book. I listen to podcasts. What am I doing wrong? And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. You and I both partake in some of those beautiful mm-hmm. components, right? To enrich and enhance our lives. And again, it goes back to the conversation we had a couple minutes ago. So much of this work is about slowing down mm-hmm. and examining beliefs and yes. taking the time to create the new beliefs at a cellular level. Correct. That's the shift. That's the shift. And yes, it's possible for you. I think it's really important. And we have to keep saying this. Yes, it's possible for you. It's not like half of you beauties that are listening, you know, have this inner power and half of you just weren't born with it. This is about wiring. This is about neuroscience. This is about subconscious mind versus conscious mind. This is about understanding that yes, you can, You are actually limitless. Your potential is exponential. The only glass ceiling there ever is, is the one that you impose and inflict upon yourself via your current belief system, your current quality of thinking or lack of quality of thinking, where you put your focus and attention, the language you use, the energy you emit, and the company you keep. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I'll tell you this, you're not going to feel comfortable and excited in the discomfort you need to feel to achieve that big badass dream. If you're hanging out with a bunch of friends who are just fine and are totally cool with mediocrity. Yeah. Okay. And, and nothing against that. Like I don't have judgment on this. I just want you to actually show up for yourself in alignment with what you say you want. So don't come to me and say, you want this big dream, but you don't want to be uncomfortable. You want this big, beautiful dream. uh, But you're really afraid of the relationships that you're going to have to lose along the way. If you're in it, be committed to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the conversations that that comes up a lot uh, in my world is, you know, the, the company you keep and we are the average of the five people we hang around, which that quote is totally true. And I think where that quote leads us a little astray mm. is so often then we can blame the people in our life. Well, you're just toxic. Slap mm-hmm. that label on Yeah, There you go. The toxicity label, boom, you're toxic. You're toxic. Book club's toxic. This group is toxic. When really they have some toxic patterns, I don't believe in labeling people as toxic, they're toxic behaviors or patterns. And what are they mirroring back to you? Well, yeah, 
And right? yes, of course. And you know, you know, one of the first things we do is radical personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. You don't, that's another part of, you know, yes, getting yourself to number one, um, give yourself permission to create the big gorgeous dream, right? Because yes, you can have it. Like, and I want to underscore this. So I think this is important. I was none of the things that I am four years ago. And it's really important that I share this for a moment because so it's November, whatever day we're recording this, mid-November 2020. Um, the Lip Factor, which is my personal growth and coaching company, turned four years old on September 1 of this 2020. So, you know, five years ago, six years ago, I was none of these things. And now I'm here um, having served thousands of women globally. I'm a best-selling author. I have a killer TEDx. I speak on stages all the time. Um, I, I, this world that's been created, I, I had to construct a whole new identity in yeah. order to be standing in it, right? Yeah. So the reason I really share that is because yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah. And you right? can do it, like you said, one choice at a time. Of course. Of course. The first choice has to be here going, okay, okay. I get it. Like I've got to do something for myself because, you know, and you and I have talked about this a lot and it's the last line of my book and the first line of my TEDx, right? Someone once told me the definition of hell on my last day on earth, the person I became will meet the person I could have become. Mm. Okay? Like just let that in yeah. because the only truth there is, is that no one's getting out alive. And you need to decide, how do you want to feel when you're taking your last breath? And then reverse engineer from there. Oh, that quote never gets old. I remember you shared that quote with me uh, pretty quick after I first met you and it really unearthed something in me. And I refer, you know, my clients and whatnot to that quote as well, so that they have that understanding that you're not getting out of here alive. And so are you going to continue to give your energy and your power and your time and your resources to people that aren't celebrating you Mm -hmm. that are trying to keep you under the water? Right. Well, and I think the, the important thing there, because this is, this is, this could be, you know, we could talk about this for a day on its own episode. The intent of the people around you isn't ill towards you. So if you're, let's just call it posse of friends and family, Uh, are cool where they are in life. That's awesome for them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be cool where you are. And the thing that you really get to recognize is if you share your dreams with people that aren't dreaming as big or bigger than you, their projection is going to be to keep you the same. Because your changing threatens them. They don't want you to change. They like it the way it is. They like you with no boundaries. They like you being constantly available for them to talk about their problems for the 117th time and still do nothing about it. They are they, they like the way it is, right? They're not gonna invite that change in by supporting you changing. And it's important to recognize that. They don't want you, your family, your spouse. When I started this business, on the outside, was like, yeah, Trey, yay, okay, right? And recently, this is so interesting, I don't think I've said this out loud, some of the closest people in my life have said to me, like, listen, on the, the, like this year, on the outside, I was like, yeah, go. But on the inside, I was like, I think she's crazy. What the f- is she doing? Mm. Like she's leaving a $175,000 a year VP of HR job to go back to school, to go into personal development, to go change people's lives. This is never going to work. Wow. So drop the mic right there on believing big. Right. So whose responsibility? It was my responsibility. I'm the one who needed to know my dream. I'm the one that needed to be convicted about it. Right. Which then brings us into why the work is so important. Because if I was someone who needed the external validation, I would never have done all of the things that I've done. You are the most important relationship in your life. You are the most important voice in your life. Your opinion must be the one that rings the loudest and most consistently. Yes. Right? Because your mom and your dad and your spouse and your sister, and they're all just going to like not want you to take the risk. Like they really want you to be happy, but like, oh, I don't know. Should you do that? Yep. 
Yeah. And you do have to be very careful too. You and I have talked about this, you know, off air a lot. You have to be careful who you share your dreams with. Yeah. Because not everybody is going to be there cheering for you or be in alignment with what you're doing to your point. Right. And so you've got to really be mindful of, yeah, you know, maybe my husband doesn't have to know all aspects of my business and not to keep secrets. That's not what we're saying, but it's, he may not understand why now you're setting aside this massive budget for Facebook ads because you Mm -hmm. want to reach more people or, you know, whatever the topic is. So just be really mindful of who you are sharing your dreams with. I agree with that a thousand percent. And it's very important to be cultivating your conviction in yourself and in that big, beautiful dream, because if you're not, you will be susceptible to those comments. You will be susceptible to the naysayer. You will be susceptible to someone like, that seems really great, but are you really gonna leave your job? Like, I don't know, a friend of mine tried something once and that didn't really work out. And then all of a sudden you go from riding high and you are like ready, mm, mm, yes, you are just kicking ass and taking names. You've got the vision, you're crystal clear. You're planning things out three months, six months, nine months in your head. And then one comment and you're like, derailed you're on the fucking floor you yep. just like i can't oh my god what am i doing you know i can speak to it because i like i i was every one of my students at one point like you know you become over time yeah so it's really important then to also realize right in the work that we both do like you have great communities right i have great communities that's why when you get into a new community that is filled with other human beings that are committed to not staying the same. That's the kicker. Mm. They're committed to changing, constantly evolving, iterating. That's the actual intention. Yeah. Then you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of people who are like, keep going, bigger, better, more awesome. Yes, 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 yes. And that's when the kind of together we rise thing happens. Yeah. So you yeah. need to get yourself into a community. You have to, it's, it's, not, oh. it's not even optional. I'm actually writing an article right now. I just started it uh, coincidentally or not (laughs) on, are you getting the support you need? And I call what you are describing your soul family. Those people that will challenge you a little bit in grace and truth and compassion and love, right? You've been that person for me for three years, my cheerleader. I couldn't even have probably, to be honest, stuck my ankle in the water, maybe my toe, but not my ankle without the support of you and some of the other mentors and coaches that I've had in my life and the communities. It it wouldn't happen. Point blank. There's nothing else to say. Wouldn't have happened. But we're so afraid. You're welcome. (laughs) I, that, you know, support's going to make us look weak or, Ooh, we might have to get a little vulnerable. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all part of the change. That's all part of the growth, right? The, the exposure, the vulnerability, um, the, how, how truly scary it is, but in the most beautiful way, because yeah. when you really, truly do the work, you understand, um, that everything you've been thinking is real is not real. And that the depth and the breadth of the inner power that you possess is, hold on, wait a second. So what this lady is telling me is, I can believe anything I want. Mm -hmm. I can think anything I want. Yes. I can drop myself into the feelings I desire. Yep. I can place my focus and attention where I want. I can use the language I want. I can play with my energy like a piano and create different outcomes. Yep. Like, but when yeah. I first started really leaning into this work, right? So as a, a mindset teacher and a spiritual advisor, that's like my, what I call myself, right? When I first learned this work about true neuroplasticity and about how true, the truth that we are co-creators, okay? Not like, hmm, it's not a nice, like, like what? I wanted to tell everyone I could possibly like, I just give me the tallest building in Florida where I live and give me a neon suit and a megaphone, please. Because how do we not know this? Yeah. How do we not know this? And the real answer is because it wasn't available to our previous generations. So we only, we only learn what the generations prior to us believed. And then they influenced us by, which is why it's so important that we're doing this work. And no matter how you want to use the work, the inner work 
can be used to improve your relationships, get out of relationships, make more money, become visible in your business, have the confidence that you need to go, you know, when you have the seat at the table to be able to actually open your mouth and use your voice once you're at the table. It doesn't, I don't, it doesn't matter what you tell me you want, but what I'm going to tell you is, is you are the only problem you'll ever have and you are the absolute solution. Yep. Yep. And to me, that's like, Oh, right. Well, and, and to your point, it really doesn't matter what you come into the coaching container with or what you're believing big around, because what happens ultimately is when we start playing with your energy, you just start showing up in all components of your life, like a different human, because it just, you know, everything comes out of you. And so when you start playing with your energy in your health and well-being, or in your finances, or in your relationship with self, or your relationship with your partner, it just oozes out of you and overflows onto those other components because you're just you're showing up different. Yeah, and you're you are the variable. Yes, you're reclaiming right, you're, your agency. Absolutely, you're the common denominator, and and it is actually the variables around you have no option but to change, right? When you change the constant, it's a guarantee you, it's a guarantee that the things around you start to shuffle and shift because you're doing the work of the constant variable that sits in the center. So it's like, okay, what else is there? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. A strategy is great at Mm -hmm. some point. Yeah. Right. And I watch yeah. it happen all the time. People are desperate for the 10 step, step system, the strategy, and yet they're not aware that the strategy is you. That's right. The system That's is right. you. That's right. That's right. Because what's the point of having a strategy that you never execute because you're swimming in self-doubt and insecurity, right? Or your identity of yourself is so far away from the identity you need to have in order to do the things you want to do. To, to bring this back to, to the big, beautiful dream. Like you don't get to create different and stay the same. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really important. You don't get to create different. That means you don't get to experience a different reality or different results and sit and stay the same. It just doesn't work that way. So let's, piggybacking on what you just shared, let's, let's start driving this home to, you know, leaning into a new year. A lot of people are excited. It's, it's a fresh page in the calendar, fresh beginnings, new starts, right? This idea of this is going to be my year. This is going to, this is it. This is it. And, and what you just shared, you cannot create something different and stay the same. Mm -hmm. So what are a couple of tips or pieces of advice you can help the listeners with that might be feeling a little overwhelmed right now and not right, you know, they don't know where to start. What advice would you have for them? First, breathe. Take a breath. I guarantee you, you hold your breath too many hours of the day and or your breathing is very shallow and erratic, which keeps you living in an acute stress that you don't even realize you're living under. And why that's so important is because if you're living in a stress state, you are spending more of your time aroused and you are not able to drop into your body. You're not able to slow down. You're not able to access your imagination and your creativity. Um, And you will never trust yourself if you are tight and constricted and spinning out. So if you're not breathing, you perpetuate that. So really breathe. And even hearing this in your system's like, whoa, I'm kind of excited, but I'm totally scared. And is it possible? She said it's possible, but I'm really not sure if it's possible. Yes, thank you. All of those things are totally beautiful and appropriate because you don't yet understand how to do mindset work. You don't yet understand the nuance. Just trust me. And thousands of females, uh, transformations don't lie. Okay. Well, and and to your point again, (laughs) I I just have to giggle because, you know, for me with you, it all started with a Facebook live with you shaking your ass back to that again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we, when, when we partnered together and I started coaching with you, that was the first thing you taught me. And I thought, what the hell did I just sign up for? Breathing? (laughs) Are you freaking kidding me? What? And now guess what? 
I love teach it. You it teach all it. My, yeah. I love it. And I teach <laughs> it because it is the number one tool that we have to start with because most people are living in this state of a bear chasing them still. Yeah. And what that look, there is no bear chasing any of us or tiger or whatever you want to call it. But most people are terrified of, you know, maybe the quote unquote toxic boss or having that crucial conversation with the partner or the neighbor that they don't like next door that they have to have this conflict with or whatever it is. And so our state is in this, I call it frenzy, like chaos all the time. It's an overdrive and we cannot make conscious choices from that place. No, you can't actually make any new choices from that place in order to, not only is breathing critical for the regulation of your nervous system, it becomes critical for once you're clear on what your big, gorgeous, badass dream vision is, you need to live more of your life in the unfamiliar than the familiar. So the other thing that breathing does is it allows you to create a safety in your nervous system that really truly isn't there, but you're helping your nervous system along right? Because when you move into the unfamiliar, your, your mind body goes, nope, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Not about to go use my voice, not about to go make that offer. And it's incumbent upon you to breathe and regulate your nervous system to a parasympathetic state of rest and homeostasis. So you then can make the new choice. So you then can go love your fear. So you then write whatever those things are that you want to move on, want to move outside of your comfort zone with. Breathing is number one. If you take nothing else from this whole conversation, if you change the rate, depth, and pattern and how you breathe, your life will change. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I am, I think my point to me sharing that is I'm a testament to that. Yeah. I mean, it all started with the breath for me and then everything just transpired from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. I love watching it. It's a gift to me to watch you be who you are in the world and serve so many beautiful people and give them this, this awakening and then how to execute on the awakening the way that you so beautifully do it. It's like, it's, it's really to sit here. And this is actually such a, um, it's such an example of what happens when two women who would have never known each other otherwise mm. allow themselves to dream big. Yeah. And not just dream big, because I think also sometimes the word dream gets a little screwy because we think dreams are out of reach. So we don't consider them to be able to be realized. So we'll say desires for right now, right? Two women who really, we, we, we identify the desires and then we lead into the desires. And now as a result, here we are serving all these beautiful human beings, um, both of us in higher level versions of ourselves than we were. And this time next year, we'll be different again. And that's the fun part. Um, and now we're on your beautiful podcast, right? Like this is, this is an example yeah. of what happens when you are willing to do the work to believe in yourself. Because I'm not going to say believe in yourself because then the next, well, how do I believe in myself? You do the work. That's how. It's not something you're going to pick up a target. You got to just be there, you know, patience, consistency, and certainty over and over and over again. Yes, absolutely. And slow down, Mm -hmm. understand Mm -hmm. that you deserve it, that you're enough, that you're worth the time to do this work. You're worth the investment Mm -hmm. of doing this work. You're worth the using your voice and asking for the help and the support. And, and for some of you listening, that help and support might look like, you know, babe, I'm trying to get this business off the ground. Could you cook dinner Wednesday night? Because I'm going to work till eight o'clock. I've got some back end things I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Or what would it look like to hire a person to come into the home and clean twice a month so that I can be freed up of five, six hours? Mm -hmm. so that I can be working on my business or whatever it is for you. It could be a lot of different examples, but those were just two that came to mind. Yeah. Support and and help can look like all sorts of different things. Absolutely. And it's something else that you need to learn because I promise you, you're a terrible receiver right now. 
Mm. Right. And what it really means to receive is to let things in, to allow in the compliments, the love, the I'll pick up the check, the help with dinner, the hiring someone to clean your house. You know, wh whatever those things are, your ability to receive is a requirement to you actualizing those desires. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it does feel scary at first because your belief system is is outdated. It's not it's not the belief system you need to get to where you want to go. It's like, you know, it was a Marshall Goldsmith, I think, who said, you know, what got you here won't get you there. It's mm -hmm. literally that. Like, mm -hmm. everything is that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So everything starts first, let's just recap, yep. with breath. Yes, breath. And, and, I, and I want you to do that now as you're listening so you can drop into your body and go, okay, I can do this. I can do this. The second thing is to get honest with yourself, mm. right? And get honest with yourself without judgment. Not uh -huh. honesty and then being like, oh my God, and I suck and I can't believe I let it go this long. It's like enough, okay? Like honestly, enough. Enough with the beating yourself up, enough treating yourself like shit. How much longer do you need to punish yourself and live in that terrible disempowering habit? Yeah, like, like not like, helpful. That's not helpful and it's just ridiculous and it's low level shit and you've got to just move on. You have to just move on from that because what it becomes, that becomes a barrier. And it's like in the horror movie where the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> yes. Right. You're doing it to yourself. Just yeah. stop. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. enough. It, it, it actually pisses me off because yeah. it is directly working against everything you say you want. Yep. And you wouldn't say that stuff to your kid or your best friend, or quite frankly, like even a stranger on the street. No, you wouldn't. That's, right? that's the irony of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you can pull yourself out of that framework and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Right. You, it, it's, you have to raise the bar for yourself from yourself. No one's just going to come up to you and be like, you should probably stop talking to yourself like that now. I can hear you because you're the only one in your own head. Yep raise the bar for yourself. Mm -hmm. like you have to, you have to, you have to. So when you're playing with the honesty behind the honesty and you're getting really clear on like, okay, what am I tolerating right now? Where am I not truly happy? Where am I faking the funk? Right? Yep. Really, really allow yourself to live a little bit like we said before about kind of being at the end of your life. Like if it was taken from you today, where would you be like, oh shit? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Is it in the idea of that great business that you've just been too afraid to execute? And by the way, I sat in my corporate job for two years in par paralysis <laughs> of fear before I took the leap. So I'm not sitting here going, oh, I didn't feel it. Oh, I felt it. And now I teach it because it was such a major block, right? But really check in with what do you want to be different? And what are you sitting on that you're not executing? Where are you not taking action? Where are you hiding? Where are you hedging? Yeah. You know, if you truly believed in yourself and operated with certainty, conviction, and confidence, what would be different? Mm. Those are really powerful questions to kick back and ask yourself. Journal, if you're listening, take the time, journal these out, dig into that subconscious mind and let yourself just go there. A little bit and see what comes up because something will come up. The longer you keep writing, something will come up. And so I think that's a really great place for listeners to start. Again, breathe, get honest, and really, what would be your third? Let's and we'll kind of close down there. Breathe, get honest, and and praise yourself. Mm. Been having this conversation a lot with my peeps too. Praise yourself. Oh man, it is such a undervalued, overlooked, free, simple thing. And yet it's totally. so much deeper when we really unpack what's going on and why you're not praising yourself. Right. Of course. So once you make that familiar, you're quite frankly like Wonder Woman level unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and getting the support you need to. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody does it alone. Nobody does it alone. No, nobody does it alone. Mm -mm. Well, let's end with my favorite question. And that is, tell us about what success 
looks like to you? What does it feel like to you? Give us your definition of success. My definition of success is how many hours of the day I spend feeling the way I want to feel. Mm. Purely. That is purely my definition of success. That might be the most epic definition I've ever heard because really you didn't name one other person. No, no. And there are variables that ride underneath it, right? Am I making my impact? How many lives did I change today? Did I hug and kiss my kids? Right. Right. There are those things. Right. But beyond that, right? Because of course those things matter to me. But if you've really like, you're asking me, what is my definition of success? That's it. How many hours of the day did I spend feeling the way I want to feel today? Yeah. And I knew where you were going to go with that. Oh, but you know, that's, it's everything. It's everything. And I can feel the way I want to feel without those underbelly bonus items I mentioned. Yeah. Right. Because to me, that's what it comes down to. Because if I'm feeling the way I want to feel, I'm living in such gratitude. I am flying so high. Yeah. And I know I'm also in flow and I'm being the version of myself that I always aspire to be. Sometimes I fall short. I lose my shit. Yep. I recognize resentment that I'm still need to deal with. Right. I am. I'm a recovery control freak. I'm like 99% of the way there, but there's still stuff because we're never done. Mm-hmm. But really like what, what could be more of a definition than success than you feeling how you want to feel? Oh, well, cause here's the thing you wake up in the morning and you're the spawn of Satan and you don't pull, you don't know how to pull yourself out of that. You don't know how to support yourself. What's going to happen. You're going to, things are going to go sideways real fast with Mr. Lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lester actually it is. Holy <laughs> loves that though. Lately, everybody's calls him yeah. Lit. It's great. We check in somewhere. They're like, oh, Mr. Lit. I'm like, ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've got to blow up. We've got to blow up in the kitchen before yeah. the kids get up and get on their way to school. Mm-hmm. So you're snapping at the kids. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to school feeling like dung, right? Now their day is wrecked. You're carrying that garbage. If you, again, you don't know how to support yourself. You don't know how to shift out of it yeah. into your client work. Yeah. It's there. It's, it's looming around. That's right. Well, and, and it's, 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 it's being able to do what you just did and you can do that for yourself. Just look down the barrel of your day, yeah. right? Like the, what's the trajectory going to be if you stay in the state you're in, right? Versus, oh, wow, I have all the agency uh, and command to help release the emotion I'm feeling, shift the narrative I'm telling and start to feel something completely different. It's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Well, and days turn into weeks, Mm -hmm. months, months to quarters, quarters to years. So what you shared, your definition of success matters massively, massively. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, pretty soon you're 80. That's right. That's right. Very quickly. And, and, and that's, and that's the other thing I think is really important to share. Life is so fleeting. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody talks about life being short. I say sometimes it's long, (laughs) right? Life is too short and too long, but really it's fleeting. You know, like here we are, it's almost the end of the year. You and I will be in a conversation. It'll be almost the end of next year. Like, it's just so fleeting. So what are you giving your energy to? And why are you still waiting on your big dream? Because you're going to let fear be louder than your personal power? No, just no. I want you to find that excitement, that motivation for yourself, that this, the beginning of your own cultivation of your own conviction, Mm. right? And then start leaning in and get the support and and all the things we said. Um, Right. But it's like, this is your one go. Yes. One go. Like yeah. how long do you want to suffer and struggle and feel shitty and not right. go after it? And year after year, you're like, Oh, what? Well, I'm next year, later, next year, next year. Nope. nope. Yep. One of the resources that I want to drop in the links as well, we will drop all of yours. So you mentioned your best-selling author will include the links to that and all of the different things that you offer and where peeps can find you. But one of the other things that I think is such a simple thing that people can do is get your hands on the book by Bronnie Ware, The Five Regrets of the Dying. I give that book, I actually order it in bulk. And I give it to clients, to friends, to family, because I think sometimes 
to your point, we don't think about our deathbeds enough. Agreed. And not that we want to be sitting camping out there all day, right? (laughs) Who would want to, but we have to think about that a little bit in order to back up the bus and go, okay, who I am in this moment does freaking matter because this moment is going to lead to a whole day, which leads to a week, which leads to a month and a quarter and a year. Mm -hmm. And that's your life. That's right. And you have all the power. So cut the shit on blaming everything and everyone outside of you because they're not the problem. Exactly. Yes. Well, this was amazing as I knew it would be. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I just, I'm so grateful and I adore you and I'm so happy for everyone who is hanging out with us. Yeah. This is going to be such a gift to all of those listening. So thank you. Thank you. Well, my friends, I hope you enjoyed another amazing episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, and review wherever you listen to your podcast because when you do those things, you're really helping the pod get seen. And when the pod gets seen, you are helping other female leaders step into their leadership, own who they are, be an expression of their purpose so that they can make their impact in this world. I want you to remember this week that I believe in you and you matter. See you next time.